We are a people that follow after those things that make for peace, love, and unity. Chapter 6, Section D, Clerking, an Aid for Decision-Making. This section is from an essay by Susan Smith, Clerking in the Spirit of Christ. Clerking is a service to guide and to the meeting. The clerk's tasks are to organize the meeting's business and to discern and record the truth that is brought forth in the meeting. Although some procedural guidelines can be sketched, rightly ordered clerking involves more than following the rules. Clerking also requires on-the-spot receptivity to God's guidance. In addition, for the clerk to function effectively, the other meeting members must accept and carry out their own responsibilities during the meeting, and all participants must be united in a common faith in God. Successful clerking starts with an attitude of service. The clerk is selected to help the group recognize the acts and conclusions to which God is calling them. In order to do that well, the clerk needs to prepare for every meeting with private prayer and come with the intention of serving the meeting in its own service to God. In some yearly meetings, the two basic services of clerking are separated by appointing both a presiding clerk who organizes the business and a recording clerk who writes the minutes. That separation occurs in the clerking of some communities in Ohio yearly meeting. However, as a yearly meeting clerk, I have felt comfortable to conduct our business sessions in a more traditional manner, having help only with the reading of the incoming documents. Nevertheless, for the sake of analysis, let us consider separately the functions of presiding and recording. Presiding begins with organizing the agenda for a particular session. In our yearly meeting, it is customary to begin with a significant period of reading worship during which vocal ministry often occurs. I prefer to ask an elder of the meeting to discern when it is time to take up the business and to make that announcement. The first item thereafter is the reading of a selection from the Bible. The clerk needs to be sensitive to God's guidance in choosing that passage, for the worship and the scripture reading set a reverent tone for the subsequent business. The scripture reading is followed by items of business. It works best to begin the business with a few quick, easy items and to put important but non-divisive items next. Thus, a basis of successful cooperative working is established. Next, one needs to bring forth any potentially divisive concerns while friends are still fairly rested and attentive. Finish with matters of less depth, such as housekeeping and scheduling business. Another aspect of presiding involves facilitating progress through each agenda item to the next one. Each item needs to be introduced, and there may be last-minute changes to the agenda. A second part of this process in some yearly meetings is recognizing speakers. However, in Ohio yearly meeting, we do not give the clerk that responsibility, for having the clerk give members permission to speak can interrupt God's motion. We find that it works well to leave that responsibility to all friends, as it is in a meeting for worship, expecting each friend to wait to be clear that God's Holy Spirit is indeed prompting the felt urge to speak. 
As each friend is speaking, the clerk must listen to what is being said. That listening must continue whenever anyone is speaking, even if the clerk is also doing something else. Listening to what is being said is the first element of writing a minute. The second element in writing a good minute is selecting the essence of truth in what is being said. Rarely does one have time to write everything a speaker says, but paraphrasing a summary often sacrifices accuracy. I find that it works best to listen for and write down verbatim one or two sentences at the heart of each message, catching that part of what the speaker says which reflects God's truth. If the words are given to the speaker by God, then retaining those exact words retains God's message. The discernment involved in selecting those words, even as they are being spoken, cannot be accomplished through any outward training or personal effort on my part. When that discernment is at work, it comes as God's gift. When it is not given, I cannot replace it with my own thoughts. The task described thus far is to listen and to select. The third element in recording a minute is writing down the core of truth from each message. The writing must happen even as one is listening to the rest of the speaker's comments or to the next speaker. Unless there are noticeable gaps between speakers, the clerk has to be able to write an important point while listening to and selecting from what is being said next. Successful clerking, then, involves not only hearing, choosing, and writing what is important, but also blending those functions into a smooth whole. The kernels of truth from spoken messages form the basis of the minute reflecting the meeting's decision. However, it is not necessary either to record or to include in the minute a part of every spoken message. Some messages may be redundant, others may be irrelevant. Choosing to omit all of what a particular speaker says should not be done lightly, but that choice is one of the clerk's options in discernment. The pieces recorded from the various speakers seldom are spoken in the order in which they will fit best in the final document. Writing the minute also involves arranging several pieces into a logical order and joining them together with appropriate conjunctions. After several pieces of a minute have been recorded, it is often useful to begin considering the order in which they should be used, while at the same time listening for the next part to write down. A number can be placed in the margin by each statement to indicate its expected order in the finished minute. Statements may have to be reordered as more pieces emerge from spoken messages, but with the ordering process started, it is usually fairly easy to arrive at a completed minute soon after the speaking is finished. Writing minutes is the task of recording and organizing the elements of truth that the meeting has found. The clerk does this by opening the way for God's gifts through the members and by being watchful for the truth that is given. The clerk is neither the chief executive officer nor the head of the meeting and should resist any suggestion that he or she take that responsibility. Although the clerk is not the leader of the group, the clerk's actions can have a profound influence on the meeting's ability to be faithful. There are many opportunities for the clerk to err. One common temptation is to try to get the meeting to arrive at a decision the clerk has already selected. It is essential that the clerk come to the session open, that is, free of any commitment to one side of an issue. It is also important that the clerk refrain 
from adding his or her understanding on an issue, either by speaking to a matter of business or by inserting in the minute ideas that have not been spoken by someone else. Manipulations of such as standing aside from the table and then speaking personally are rarely, if ever, appropriate. One cannot step momentarily aside from clerking and then step back into it. While the clerk's work influences the meeting's faithfulness, the success of a business meeting depends also on the obedience of the entire body. In some meetings, or on some topics, friends need to be more willing to verbalize the convictions they feel from the Lord. In other cases, members need to maintain discipline among themselves, speaking only when moved by God, speaking concisely, not quibbling either with each other or with the wording of a minute, and maintaining worshipful silence except when speaking to the business. While it may be helpful to encourage the meeting's elders to be ready to warn against excessive speaking or contention during business, it is important that all friends feel and exercise corporate responsibility for good order. Occasionally, it will be necessary for the clerk to act to maintain order. A general comment is best, such as a call for a period of worship, rather than a public admonition to a particular friend. It is also sometimes helpful to focus the meeting's attention back to the topic that needs consideration, simply by restating the question at hand. Sooner or later, it becomes time to reach a conclusion. Obviously, votes are not taken, and a simple mental weighing of the support for each perspective on an issue will also usually fail to find the truth. Choosing the lowest common denominator, or the few points on which everyone agrees, may miss important parts of what should be found. What does it mean to identify the sense of the meeting? The sense of the meeting is different from consensus. Consensus is based on everyone's effort to work together to find agreement. The sense of the meeting goes beyond human effort, taking as its basis the conviction that there is in God's plan the right way, which will be open to those who faithfully seek it. Thus, discovering the sense of the meeting requires that those who would find it be united in a common faith in God and in their intention to be obedient to God's promptings. A sense of the meeting can rarely be found in a secular gathering, nor does it evolve readily in a group with serious theological divisions. However, when the meeting members and the clerk are united from the beginning in their essential faith in God, identifying the truth God sets forth is possible. The discerning clerk will be able to pull the right conclusion from the spoken contributions, and the meeting, sensing that rightness, will be able to unite with the minute. There will, however, be times when the meeting feels that a proposed minute needs to be modified. The clerk may have failed to record an important point, or the wording may need to be adjusted. When modifications are proposed, the clerk needs to remember his or her position as the servant of God and the meeting. While suggested modifications are occasionally out of right order, and should therefore call forth some hesitation, the clerk needs to guard firmly against any feelings of personal ownership of the words that have been written. Modifications should usually be made as requested without any statements of defense or explanation by the clerk. If the meeting is not in accord with the modifications suggested, it is the responsibility of some other member to question the change. Staying apart from any contention, 
allows the clerk to look clearly at the questioning process and to have a better opportunity to find the words that will represent unity in the meeting. Being willing to make modifications to a minute is one way the clerk evidences trust in the process of corporate discernment. The clerk also needs to be fully trusting that the meeting, through its individual members, can listen to God's voice and speak what is given. Trust should also work in the other direction. As the clerk is successful in sensing and recording the truth when it is given, the meeting's members come to trust the clerk's gift and self-discipline. Individual friends then feel little need to plot speaking strategies or to act politically in a business meeting, allowing much more room for God to be heard and heeded. Throughout the whole process, it is important that everyone be comfortable with periods of silence. The clerk should not worry if no one says anything for a while. Everyone may be seeking God's guidance. Similarly, friends need to be willing to wait in prayerful silence while the clerk completes a minute. Those prayers may be a necessary part of the clerk's finding the right words. Silent waiting worship provides an effective vehicle for God's work among friends in business meeting as well as in meeting for worship. In summary, clerking ability is a gift from God. Able clerking involves simultaneous listening, selecting, and writing, and it cannot be done in one's own strength. Meeting members must exercise discipline over their own participation, speaking when prompted by God and not speaking otherwise. Coming in gospel order to the sense of the meeting requires that the meeting members share with the clerk an active, obedient faith in the power of the Almighty God to guide them into corporate understanding of the truth they need to know. We are a people that follow after those things that make for peace, love, and unity. It is our desire that others' feet may walk in the same. We do deny and bear our testimony against all strife and wars and contention. This podcast has presented a portion of the book Traditional Quaker Christianity. The book was assembled and edited by Terry Wallace, Jack and Susan Smith, and Arthur Burke. It was read by Chip Thomas and the audio edited by the same. The music was provided by Paulette Meyer, Paulette's music is available at paulettemeyer.com.